We're back. You're on the Bernie and Sid Show. Heard everywhere on the 77 WABC app. And our next guest, she is uh, the Assemblywoman from Staten Island. She happens to be running against uh, Mixed Up Max Rose, who is the uh, representative from Staten Island, uh, who betrayed the constituency out there. Anyway, uh, Assemblyman Maliotakis is running against him. But in the meantime, she has sent a letter to Governor Cuomo urging him to allow some non-essential construction. Uh, she'll tell us about the, le- the letter she sent. Let me welcome her in right now. Good morning, uh, Assemblywoman Maliotakis. Good morning, guys. How are you today? Good, good. How are you? Terrific, terrific. And thank you for coming on, Nicole. Uh, listen, uh, you did send the governor a letter. Uh, he seems to uh, be, uh, you know, he's reopening slowly and regionally. Tell us what you uh, wrote in that letter. Well, first of all, let's start when he just wanted to shut down and reopen the entire state, and that was not really good because you got to think about it. There's parts of upstate New York, some counties, they had uh, cases in the single digits, um, and uh, we want to be able to take advantage of any economic opportunity in this state. So it was smart to then shift uh, to the regional approach, as, as many of us had been advocating for, to start opening up parts of New York. Because, look, if upstate does well and they can pump some uh, tax revenue into the state, that's good for downstate as well. Um, but now what we want is, is this reopening of New York to begin in a common-sense way. So, so certainly, look, if people, if you go to the parks this weekend, guys, you saw there are people out there in the parks. No reason why we can't have some construction work, some outdoor work, pool installation, fencing installation, roofing work, uh, some home improvement work uh, be, be taking place right now. And I can tell you that some of the companies in my district uh, they want to get back to work. Their employees want to get back to work. And that's a smart way to do it is by starting with the outdoor work, um, which would, you know, for example, you have affordable housing construction still going on in the state, but we don't have uh, a construction of a single-family home, which would require less people. It makes absolutely no sense. Right. So I asked him to take a look at the list of essential uh, services to see what we can add. You can have landscaping for maintenance, but you can't have it for beautification right now. Uh, you can't have you can have some pool maintenance, but you can't have pool installation. So I think that this needs to be revisited. And with the nice weather coming out, as you mentioned earlier on the show, it makes sense to look at this stuff for downstate, not just upstate. Right, downstate. Take your mask off and go outside and enjoy yourself. Uh, you know, I I have to ask you this, Nicole. It's kind of obligatory for a politician. We've got our own feelings, Bernie and I, and our listeners and folks on social media. But you're in the game. You're a politician. You're with these folks every single day. We have flattened the curve. We've done all this stuff. We've been over this a million times. At this point, Governor Cuomo should start to reopen. There's no question about it. Even here, to a certain extent, in New York City, what is really stopping him? What's his motivation? Well, look, I I think it's twofold. uh, But I I really believe the main issue is the the fear of a second wave, right? Um, I, I think that is a serious issue, and we have to always put make public health paramount here. Um, but we, but we, you know, have to start opening up the economy, allowing some people to return to work. We're going to start doing these answers. Listen, I get the fear, Nicole, but it's, it, I equate it to walking across the street. Okay, if you walk across the street haphazardly, you may get hit by a bus. But if you walk across the street and you look both ways, you're probably going to make it safely across the street. But you're not not going to walk across the street because there are cars and buses. It's the same thing. Uh, somewhat. Look, if you're taking the proper precautions, you're. Continue to exercise social distancing. I do believe we should be having face coverings if we're in crowded areas, like particularly, you know, buses and the transit system. Um, so I think it, this is something novel to us, and we just need to figure out quickly 
and safely how to how to reopen and roll things back out because look people people are uh, not only going stir crazy in their homes uh, but you know they need a paycheck they need to get um, out, you know just have return to life golf courses for example why can't people go and enjoy this weekend it's going to be a beautiful weekend play some golf play some tennis that's that's I think safe activity the, the mayor's still talking about possibly shutting down the beaches I don't think that makes sense meanwhile he wants to close down streets. So people can walk around. Why can't you walk around the beach? Right. So Meanwhile, I, I, of course. So we have to just have some common sense. We can do things. We have to be. We have to be smart about it. Be safe about it. Have precautions. But we got to start. Um, you know, making some sense here. When you hear the mayor talking out, you know, both sides, it, it kind of makes you question. You know, the leadership. Yeah, uh, and uh, and uh, you know, uh, he he's speaking out of both sides of his mouth, but he's ignoring the science. So to your letter to him. To allow outdoor work to continue, whether it's uh, essential or non-essential, as long as it's outdoors, and, and it should be indoors as well, as long as they take proper precautions. But the science says that the uh, these droplets, uh, these so-called droplets, they disperse outdoors. The sunlight kills the virus. So closing the beaches and preventing uh, people from working outdoors is ignoring science. So uh, to Sid's question, you know, and plus, also, people exercising outside, it boosts their immune system, prevents them from getting sick, perhaps. That's also scientific. So it's yeah, inexplicable the why the... Well, I'm sorry? The mental health aspect, right? Yeah, the mental we health aspect. Spending, we don't need his wife spending all this money to, to, you know, we can allow people to have mental wellness by allowing them to have physical activity, you know, enjoy, enjoy outdoor areas. Uh, and I think that that would go much, much, be much more effective than putting his wife in charge of hundreds of millions of dollars for mental health. Oh, that is just absolute disgrace. We're talking about de Blasio now. Yeah, oh, my God. The, to put her in charge of something about uh, coronavirus inequality, what the hell is that? It doesn't. But my question to you is this, Nicole. Uh, there was a state representative in Illinois who actually successfully sued the governor to end the lockdown. Now, the governor said... It applied only to that one state representative, but in in a broader sense, is there a way maybe the uh, that some assembly person like yourself perhaps can sue the governor to maybe uh, stop this uh, unconstitutional lockdown? I mean, if it goes on too long. Well, look, we'll have to see uh, how things go. I, I, look, his office has actually been uh, pretty responsive, and I've I've addressed uh, many concerns, particularly with elective surgery. I mean, before you know, I had brought it up uh, to them that we have to start looking at elective surgery. I mean, people waiting for a mastectomy, uh, a hip replacement. Uh, you know, they have kidney blockage. They can't have the essential, even though they're called elective. They are essential surgeries. If they don't take place, they're going to be emergency surgeries. We're going to have a, another pub, public health crisis on our hands. He's been responsive. He's starting to open it up. Thirty-five out of the sixty-two counties. I desperately want to see this happening downstate New York, and I'm trying to work with him to address this. Uh, I think some of his parameters are a little stringent, and it would prevent New York from having these elective surgeries. So I'm, I'm still trying to work with him to see hate to take a uh, legal action if, if we can resolve this without the expense of lawsuits. Um, but one thing I want to add also, today at 1.15 p.m., I'm going to be having a town hall on Facebook with Congressman Dan Crenshaw, who's talking about these issues on a national scale, talking about reopening America. Anyone who wants to tune in, 1.15 today, uh, it's, it's uh, facebook.com slash Nicole for Congress. We love that guy. Uh, big Pete Davidson, not a big fan, but uh, we love him. By the way, uh, thank you, Dave Labrosi, for the donuts. Here I am yelling and screaming, people have to stay in shape. 
and they won't die from this virus, and you give me a chocolate frosted donut. But thank you, Dave. I love you. Thank you. The great uh, program director here. Nicole, you know, uh, your, uh, your running uh, mate there coming up in November, he, um, I, I guess he spends his days now trying to uh, impress people. Like, I guess he did something. He joined the National uh, Guard. Or something. I don't know what the hell he did. He, you know, put on some uniform like he did when he actually did fight uh, at one point for our country. Uh, and I guess it was all a matter of, of uh, you know, trying to make people like him more. What is he really doing these days? What is Max Rhodes really doing? Well, look, I, I appreciate his military service and everyone's military service in our nation. Sure, everyone uh, does. It's my, sure. it's, it's my, yeah, it's, my serv- it's his service in Congress and his votes in Congress that uh, have me uh, question uh, him and, and the reason I'm challenging him. I mean, the, the reality is that he has voted lockstep with Nancy Pelosi and AOC, uh, the same Nancy Pelosi who held up the funding for our small businesses for two weeks. Uh, he voted for, for when this coronavirus was raging in China, it was making its way to the United States, you know, they were celebrating the impeachment. In, in fact, the, the, the same day that the first case came to the United States, um, they were signing the impeachment um, papers. And so, you know, it really is uh, that that I'm against. And, and I think that now more than ever, we need to have good leadership in Washington. You know, how are we going to recover from this economy if we have Democrat socialists who are running the show? And a vote for Max Rose is a vote to keep Nancy Pelosi in power, to keep Maxine Waters as the head of the Financial Services Committee, to keep AOC uh, in the majority. And we need to have individuals who are going to work with our president to reopen the country, to restore the jobs that we've lost, because before this, we had the lowest unemployment. We need to get back to that, and only President Trump can do that. And he needs the Republican House to do it. We can't have another two years of, of impeachment and obstruction. No, we cannot. And uh, back to uh, Bill de Blasio. Nicole Maliotakis, you ran, Assemblywoman Nicole Maliotakis, you ran against de Blasio, and you uh, outperformed expectations wildly. Now, this guy, he is uh, an utter and total disaster. We already knew that before the pandemic, but since then, since it started, I mean, his his behavior has been abysmal. Now he's appointing his wife. We talked about that. But he's released prisoners who have gone on to, to repeat crimes, uh, including rape. He let Penn Station turn into a hellhole. He's let the subways become fraught with just disgusting danger. I mean, is there? What can we do about Bill De Blasio? Tell us something we can replace him. Is there a way to uh, get him out of office before his term ends? I mean, this is just like this is really, really bad. This place is going to turn into Detroit if we let this guy stay in charge. Well, you know, unfortunately, I think for New York City to elect a Republican again, um, it's going to have to hit rock bottom as it did under David Dinkins, and then that's ushered an opportunity for. Uh, for uh, Mayor Giuliani. Someone um, out there, yeah. The reality is we, we have to kind of ride it out. And, I, and to be honest, I don't know why he's still in office and why he hasn't been removed by, uh, you know, by a federal investigation. Because quite frankly, you look at the money that's been squandered by this administration, hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in Thrive NYC and Renewal Schools Program. And now he's going to put the two that were in charge, Carranza and his wife, in charge of now the coronavirus uh, response. I mean, it's ridiculous. And they're asking for more money from the federal government, which I do want to see New York City and the state receive its fair share. And I do want us to see more federal dollars coming to our city. But you've got to question, you've got to be concerned about this mayor overseeing it. And I, 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 I have, I have a deep concerns about that, and I think that it is right for the federal government to place some sort, forms of restrictions 
to have some conditions uh, to make sure that this money is being used accurately uh, and appropriately, rather, um, because this is a mayor who we have no rainy day funds because this guy blew whatever money came into the city uh, on its good days, and now it's pouring, and we don't have a rainy day fund. Mm. This is a mayor who spent went from a $70 billion budget under Mayor Bloomberg to now a $96 billion budget, roughly 35% increase. He tripled the number of special assistants he has at City Hall. He's added over 30,000 uh, people to the city payroll. He basically you know, gave away the store to illegal immigrants um, and, and various uh, programs. And, and even when he put more money where it should go, like homeless services, it was never even spent right. The problem's worse than it's ever been. So you know, this needs to be a wake-up call. We're going to learn the hard way that elections matter and hopefully in 2021, Republicans will put forward a, 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 a very good candidate that can be well-funded. Because I think my, my big issue was that I didn't have the funding uh, to get my message out. And I got in very late. I had six months to run my campaign with minimal funding. I was outspent four to one. And I was running as a Republican in the age of Trump, which is a no-no, apparently, in this city. So, um, you know, it, it's what it is, and we have to look, we have to ride it out and hope that we learn from our mistakes. I would argue we've already hit rock bottom, but uh, you're right. Uh, that was an excellent analysis of the mayor. It really was. And that's why you should win come November. We're voting for you. We hope New York does the same. One more time to call for folks that want to see you later on this afternoon. And for folks that want to donate to your worthy cause coming up in November, how do they do that? How do they do that? Well, I appreciate the donations because, you know, the Pelosi uh, funding machine is really getting behind Max, and uh, I've fallen behind uh, in fundraising a bit because I've been so focused on doing my job as a state legislator during the last month. My website is Nicole4NY.com, Nicole4NY.com, and later on today, uh, join us, Congressman Dan Crenshaw. I'm a big fan of his. I think he's fantastic. I do believe he's going to be President of the United States one day, uh, and, and that'll be on my Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Nicole for Congress. All right. Excellent at, job. At 115. At yes. 115. Yes. Uh, uh, Assemblyman Nicole Melliotakis, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys.